the first three verses, Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We're considering tonight the entrance parlour to the hall of faith, because that's what we have here in these first three verses of Hebrew chapter 11, a kind of an entrance parlour into this great hall. I don't know if you've ever been in Westminster Abbey. It's a very interesting building. Uh, People visit it for different things, but the things that fascinate me in it are the different people that are buried there. There are tombs, many tombs. There are generally inscriptions on all those tombs and burial places. It's a rest place for national heroes, for famous persons. It's a good place to visit. This is God's Westminster Abbey. This is God's Hall of Fame, Hall of Faith. This is where God has put the great heroes of the Scriptures in this chapter of Hebrews 11. We read of the great names, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and so on. And under the names are the inscriptions, God's inscriptions, whereby he has summarized what has been pleasing in their lives to him. So this is a very interesting chapter. We want to spend time in it. We introduced it this morning whenever we looked at that text, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. That's really where the apostle starts Hebrews 11. These are people who not only had faith, but had profession of faith that was visible. They confessed it, and they did so without wavering unto the end. And we're going to spend some time in it. And all these persons, while they are from different backgrounds and of different abilities, having different providences in their life, They had one thing in common. They had the common salvation. They had the common faith. They had the one faith. The word that starts the chapter, now faith. This one faith, delivered unto the saints, all of them had it. All of them possessed it, as all the true people of God do. So they were saved men and women who lived by faith, who offered their offerings by faith, who walked with God, who obeyed God. So they had faith. That's what the common link is. And as we begin to look at these lives of faith, God here at the entrance door gives us a little introduction. You know, it's like that in in places and halls of fame and the Holocaust Museum and great buildings like that where there's a lot of memories inside. There's usually something at the entrance to just summon up 
to whet your appetite perhaps. I want to go in here. This, this is exciting. So the parlor is something that the Holy Spirit uses to draw you in. And we're looking at the entrance parlor tonight, the introduction. These people here had this persevering faith. So what do we have here then in this hall of faith in the entrance parlor? We have three things. We have, first of all, the exposition of faith, a definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then we are given a description of the excellency of faith. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And then thirdly, we have here an example of faith in operation even in us. Because the apostle, before he goes on to talk about Abel and Enoch and Noah, he uses the pronoun we. Something practical. An example that we can appreciate and understand. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. First of all then we have the definition of faith. What is faith? The apostle here says faith is the substance, the ground, the confidence, as the margin puts it, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is what faith is. That, that's what this chapter is about. They had this, this kind of faith. This faith. Everybody has faith, but there's only one true faith. There's only a biblical and saving faith, and it's that which the apostle is talking about. And faith has to do with the things which God has revealed. It's important to understand that. It's not fairy land. It's not misty. It's solid. It's substantial. It has ground. And that ground is the word of God. What God has said. What God has revealed. Faith is the belief of a testimony and Bible faith, saving faith, is the belief of the testimony of God. That, that's simply it. It's believing what God has said. It can't rest in anything better than that. There's nothing stronger than that. That's even better than visible physical sight. Resting on the testimony of God. What God has said. And that's what characterized these, these people. They profess faith because they believe what God said. They acted on the testimony of God. Noah, he built an ark on the testimony of God, on what God said. Abel, he offered the sacrifice of lambs because of the divine revelation, the gospel revealed to him. And the same with Abraham, the same with all of these people, they believed God. The substance, the ground, the confidence 
of things hoped for, things that are not seen by human eye. You see, God wants faith. God has created the world such a way that he requires faith. Even before the fall, God required faith. Adam and Eve had to believe God about the trees. Adam and Eve never saw the creation being commenced or being started. They never saw how it was met. They were the last that were made. But they believed God about the creation. The seven days and all of that. God requires faith. Belief. Belief about creation. Belief about the forbidden fruit. And he requires it still even after the fall. Man fell by unbelief. And he will not rise again but through faith in Christ. God requires faith. Faith is the important thing. Faith, therefore, doesn't act in the area of fantasy or imagination. Believing any old nonsense isn't faith. It's folly. It's foolishness. Accepting some things from the Bible and rejecting other things is, is foolishness. Everything has to be accepted because it's the testimony of God. He who doesn't receive the testimony of God has not faith, but calls God a liar. So the things that God has revealed, faith deals with these. God's revelation deals with two areas, things hoped for. There are things that are promised in the gospel, glorious things declared that the people of God have hoped for, have confidence in, are assured about. The forgiveness of sins, the eternal life, the new heavens and the new earth, the being with Christ, the being like Christ in our glorious resurrected humanity. These are the things the Christians hope for, have confidence concerning, and God's word has revealed them the substance of things hoped for Given in the testimony of God, we believe what God has said about the promised things of the gospel, the resurrection of the dead, the second advent, and all of that, things hoped for. And then there is the area of things not seen. Of course, that includes the things hoped for, but there are things not seen that are not included in the things hoped for, in relation to the present and the past. Things not seen. Things that for which there was no man about to witness and to give testimony to. God has declared things that have never been seen by human eyes. That have never been seen by created eyes. Such as the creation itself. The Bible commences with the creation that the Apostle goes on to mention in verse 3. So th this includes historic works of God in the past, 
not seen but reported to us by the testimony of God, especially the creation. But there's also spiritual truths. There's also hell. Not the things hoped for. Hell's not a place hoped for. But it is an unseen reality. And the testimony of God tells us concerning that as well. All of this is in the word of God. All of this is what faith believes and receives because God has declared it. So the faith in this chapter is the faith that just believes what God has said. It's confidence of these things. The substance of things hoped for. The the confidence of things not seen because God has said it. People say, if I could see, if I could see with my eyes, I would believe it. If it's seen, it's true. If it's seen, it's believable. Well, you know, that is not always the case. Seeing is not always believing the truth. We live in an age where there can be mass deception. And you think you see something that appears to be the reality, but it's not the reality. The only thing that is sure is what God says. We can't understand everything that we see with the eyes We have to receive the testimony of God. What God says is always the foundation. It was in the Garden of Eden. And it is in this ruined, fallen earth in which we live. Always the same. Just to believe God and to reject the devil's lie. That's faith. And this is easily illustrated in in this chapter. And we come to these different personalities and these different biographies. Noah was warned of things not seen. He never saw a flood. He probably never even saw heavy rain. He never seen anybody drowning in waters that were descending. But God told him about it. He believed. He built an ark to the saving of his soul. That's every Christian does that. He believes. He believes hell. He believes the judgment that comes. He believes in the salvation of God's word. So Noah received the testimony of God. And the patriarchs as well. These all died in faith, verse 13. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. We noticed this this morning. Uh, they, They didn't see the things ordinarily. These were promises that were afar off. They couldn't be seen physically. They couldn't be seen literally. But they were seen afar off through the telescope of the word of God. Through the revelation of the Bible. They were able to see and they believed the testimony, what was revealed to the sight, the eye of faith. And they were persuaded because it was God's telescope, it was God's revelation that brought these things near and the reality of them to, to the view of faith. So they embraced them and they died without possessing them. Because we're all going to possess them together. 
the whole church at the resurrection. We're all going to enter into the reality together when Christ comes back again at the glorious return at the last day. But we all die in the faith of them, persuaded by the word of God and embracing them with the embrace of faith. And the martyrs, they died in faith. They didn't despair, even though they were persecuted. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. They knew about the resurrection. They knew about the things hoped for. And they knew it was far off. But they weren't afraid to die. They weren't afraid to let their body be destroyed in their faith because they were persuaded of the better and the coming and the real and the true. So they, they believed. So do you see how important faith is? Do you see what unites us with the Old Testament heroes? Without faith it's impossible to please God. It's what delights him. God requires faith. You must believe the Bible congregation. You cannot doubt the word of God. Let us not be in the business of calling God a liar. No matter what modern man says and what the modern age sets forth, let us have the faith of the saints. Let us just believe the Bible. Let us not question the things therein clearly revealed. This is what God wants. This is what this chapter is about. So as you read the word of God and sit under the ministry, do all the truths that you hear form conviction in your heart, persuasion in your soul? Do they give you the comfort and the joy and the assurance that these things ought to bring to us when they are believed? Are you a hearer like Abel? Are you a hearer like Enoch? Are we hearers like Noah? Are we hearers of the testimony of God like Abraham? Do we have the hearing of faith and the profession of it that they made? The next thing is then the excellency of faith. There is a reminder that these men are in here because of faith. For by it the elders obtained a good report. As one of the men in prayer this, this evening was saying, the old timers, the Lord is referring here to the old timers in the Bible. Not just the elders who are over the congregation at the time that Paul's, Paul writes, he's not referring to those elders, but he's referring to the elders that he's going to talk about, these old warriors, these old men of God, these ancients, in the Old Testament, they had good reports. And we're going to read the reports. We're going to see their name. And we're going to read the reports that God gave them. And they were excellent reports. Just as a teacher is interested in a good examination and a good result. And he's pleased and he gives an excellent report. 
So God wants us to have the life of faith and the obedience of faith and to live the life that is grounded on the testimony of God. And if we do that, we get a good report. We please God and he writes the reports. And no doubt there are reports in heaven. But he has been pleased to condescend through the pen of the inspired apostle here to give us a view into the eternal reports and glory of the people of God. So we have heavenly reports here of these men and women of God. By faith, that's the hinge. Every time we talk about one of them or the other, it's by faith. That's the hinge on which their life turned. They were mothers, they were husbands, they were fathers. They were warriors and soldiers. They were farmers, they were prophets. They had different things in life. They had many things that were not common one with another. But this hinge, by faith. They all had faith. And that pleased God. It wasn't their sincerity. It wasn't their... Uh, gifts and abilities it wasn't how nice persons they were it wasn't that they were outgoing or quiet and shy it was nothing to do with any of that faith they had faith God give us faith God give us the increase of faith and so it reminds us of the importance of faith again doesn't it it's the only thing that gets a good report now, undoubtedly, the world has its heroes. And they report other things. The actors, the singers, the footballers, and all of this and that. It has its hall of fame as well. Some of them are very gifted. Many of them are very moral. No doubt, sincere and earnest, all of them. But they have not bothered to concern themselves with the testimony of God. They have not bothered to obey the Bible, to search it, to understand it, to follow it. They haven't bothered. They haven't concerned themselves with what God says. And they'll never be in here, in God's hall of faith. Now, faith is not a meritorious thing now. We mustn't think that. It's not a cause of their good report, but it's a condition of it. It doesn't say for their faith they obtained a good report, but by it, by it, they obtained a good report. It was necessary to the good report. And I want you to notice, brethren and sisters, as we go through this chapter, and no doubt we'll say this again, that these people were saved the same way as us. They heard about the same resurrection as us. They heard about the same Messiah as us. They, they knew the same necessity of a redeemer as us. They, they believed all of this. Abel embraced Christ as revealed to him as truly as we do. We have a greater knowledge, a, a more blessed illumination than Abel, no doubt. But the testimony that he had, he received, and on the grounds of it, he embraced Christ and was saved. We may be reproached for our faith, I'm not saying that the world loves people of faith and the world is excited by faith. But that doesn't matter. We will be reproached for our faith. 
But God, he gives a good report to us. So, so let us remember this. And let us strive through God's grace to have a greater faith. The, the third thing, very quickly, is the, the example of faith that, that the apostle gives us that we can appreciate and he includes us all in it. You know, we, we didn't do what Abel did, we didn't do what Enoch did, we didn't do what Noah did, but here's something that, that you know, can whet our appetite and help us to just appreciate. Through faith we, we understand. Oh, there's nothing gives you better understanding than faith. You want to be an understanding man or woman? Then get faith. Study the word. The apostle then says, we have understanding through faith. And the example he uses here is creation. You see, he's, he's working his way through the Bible. He'd come to Abel, he'd come to Enoch, he'd work his way through the whole Old Testament testimony, but he starts here at creation when there was nobody. Abel wasn't there, Enoch wasn't there, Noah wasn't there, none of them were there, we weren't there. So we're talking about something nobody saw, things not seen, creation, Genesis 1 and all of that. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We know this. We know that things were not made of things which do appear. That's, that's impossible. Christians understand the fact of creation. Christian understands that it's of divine Origin by the creative power of Almighty God. So through faith we understand this. Because the word of God has declared it to us. Genesis 1, we believe Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We receive that. We don't have any doubt about that. That's, that's a reality to us. That's as if we saw it with our eyes. Because God has told us and we have the witness of the Holy Spirit that we believe this. This is basic. This is foundational. None of us could be a Christian at all if we didn't believe this. Creation, the start, the commencement of it all, the fall, the promise of the gospel in the Garden of Eden. We believe all of that. We are persuaded. We understand through faith. We understand the created world. We understand why mankind is in the position that he's in now presently. In the position of suffering and darkness and pain. And all of these things that we see around us. We understand why. We understand what has happened. Because of the testimony of God. The word gives us understanding. As we believe it. You know, Christians are the only ones who really understand this word. Because we believe God's explanation of it. So we understand. Evolution's a matter of faith too, isn't it? Creatures out of inanimate matter and all of that accident, not design, you know, just billions, billions of years. It eventually happens, you know. It requires faith to believe that. Faith in the scientists. Faith in human knowledge. Human ability. No evolutionist has seen it either. 
But he comes up with these ideas as he looks at things around him and he says, well, that must have been the cause of all of this. And he has his ideas and he leaves God and God's testimony out of the equation and he presents to mankind a philosophy, a satanic philosophy, the devil's lie contrary to the testimony of God. There's always contrary testimony to God. The devil's always coming in with the false testimony, with the lie. The contrary, and the unsaved, and those who have not saving faith, they are deceived by the lie. But God's people have the gift of faith and believe his word. So the question is, which is the grounded? Which is the reality? Which is the true? God is true. In him is no lie at all. It's impossible for God to lie. We believe God. And we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God. It's all clear to us, as clear as day. So congregation, the Christian church, builds on the word of God. To the word. Whereas the world... They build on the shaky foundations of man's knowledge and ability and the even more shaky foundations of the devil's lie and deceit. So this is faith. The faith that you have and possess through the grace of God. The faith of God's elect. And so I ask you, the people of God, I know the answer. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. Do you believe God's testimony? Yes. Do you obey the gospel and put your trust in Jesus Christ? Yes. But maybe you're not a Christian. And you don't have faith. And you don't know much about the Bible. Or maybe you even reject the Bible and ignore the Bible and look upon the Bible as, as fables. The Bible is the word of God. If you study it in sincerity and ask God for light and illumination, he will show you this. And he will lead you to his son, Jesus Christ. That's where faith comes to because it's not just believing the testimony, it's acting on the testimony. And the greatest acting upon the testimony is trusting in Christ, in the Saviour. Isn't what Hebrews is all about? We have a high priest over the house of God. We won in the glory. This is the greatest testimony of all. That God has given us a Saviour who's made atonement for sin, who's entered into the glory, whoever lives at the right hand of God, who's able to save to the uttermost all that come unto God by him. And faith finishes up there, at the right hand of God, with a, a trust in that Saviour, Jesus Christ. Having a high priest over the house of God. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith.
without wavering. For God is faithful that promised. And give us all the divine revelation that can never be false. Let us therefore receive it all. And live and die in the confidence of the Christian faith. Let us pray.